Welcome to Get Hired in Cybersecurity with your host, Io Adiojo. Make sure to follow me on LinkedIn for more tips and advice, and feel free to message me if you need more information on how to get into cyber. I'd love to help you on your journey, and I do offer one-on-one services and coaching. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Get Hired in Cybersecurity. Today, we have a very special guest, Kimberly McKnight. Kimberly, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Um, she runs uh, cybersecuritycentral.org, a nonprofit for finding the human connection. Uh, very active on LinkedIn. Um, and again, I'm gr- glad to have you here. Kimberly, how are you? I'm really excited to be here. It's uh, great to be here on your show. Um, really a fan and uh, thankful and honored you know, to be here tonight. I think you've had some amazing people on your podcast. I know from those trying to break into cyber and giving it their all. Um, I was a big fan of hearing uh, Alex on here, Alexander Pog. So I love that you featured him and his journey and what he's been going through, um, you know, uh, really plugging in in cyber. And then also leaders like Thomas Marslin, who I'm a huge fan of as well. Really love everything he's doing over there at VetSec, um, chairman of the board over there. So we have a nice relationship with him too and plan to do, um, looking forward to do some, some more partnerships, things like that in the future with him down the road. But um, yeah, so again, really just thank you for inviting me today. I greatly appreciate it, and it's an honor. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for tuning in. And uh, again, glad glad to have you here. Our guests are, are definitely uh, going to get a lot of great information as well. Um, I guess first question is, uh, what, what was your path into this whole cybersecurity space? And, and what got you interested in it? So, um, well, maybe I could start with the latter, which is more of maybe what got me interested in it first um, and can give you a little bit about my journey. So I actually have a younger brother. Well, I have a few of them, but one of them in the middle is actually a senior security engineer, cybersecurity engineer. Um, He's been in the field, I'd say maybe at least six, seven years now. Uh, He came, what I would call maybe what I'm finding now after being kind of researching and learning now over the past year, almost two years, um, more of what we call like a traditional route coming into cybersecurity at that time, where he came out of college. He, you know, he went to college. He obtained his degree there. Was in IT and security, um, not technically cybersecurity at the time, but pretty close there. And he went right into a SOC and learned things. You know, learned his tools. Uh, was mentored there and has really just excelled and moved on. Uh, he is again younger than me, so. Uh, he he's a little newer in his career, so he um, took the opportunity. You know, he had headhunters coming after him, and uh, you know, more money here and there, and different opportunities to try, um, different roles that you know he was able to excel in. So, um, you know, he's he's had a good time with it. So, it's something that I looked at and I thought, you know, wow, this is really interesting. I was always fascinated by it. You know, I like to really like protect people and protect my family, and if I see somebody you know, that's helpless and they're being heard and just general things like that. So cyber, I think is kind of natural for me like that, but I always saw it as really technical. My brother is extremely, um, you know, intellectual. He was taking advanced courses that I never even touched, uh, you know, at a college level uh, that he was taking, you know, in high school and things. So just really was in another caliber. So I honestly saw it as a stretch, you know, as a reach and wasn't really sure if that was something that I would be able to attain, you know, in my career. A lifetime um, at the time, you know, when I was working. So to go back to your first question there, um, just more of how I got into this was having that as a base. You know, I had been in hospitality, corporate hospitality for well over a decade, um, probably about 15 years or so with a resort prior to 
working for a Fortune 100. Um, and then it was about the past 10 years or so I was with them. I worked on property. Um, I did everything from, you know, selling uh, catering sales and events. You could maybe come there and book your wedding. You might come there and bring your company, you know, and book, um, book some conferences, things like that. I helped for a wide variety of things there, from social to corporate, um, did a lot of different roles. And then uh, moved on over to the work from home space when I had somebody in the family that grew ill and I was helping take care of them. So uh, I found this work from home that they did. It was reservations. I I went and did that um, and really grew my career within the company. I found myself in the recruitment department. I was really passionate about the company and what they did. So I wanted to help sell that and bring new people on as well. and it really was just exceptional time. I, again, did a lot of things in that career that I think also helped me with coming into this career um, as well. So, you know, things that I can definitely apply. But last year, as or I'm sorry, not last year, now it's almost two years ago, 2020, um, as we know, as we all experienced the pandemic, that was something that kind of changed my whole career trajectory there. Um, in that, you know, industry, it was something that I had to decide um, after a corporate layoff, you know, hundreds of us were laid off corporate side. There were thousands on the property side, but um, one day for corporate and we all received the email, you know, the same time. So it was really shocking, but um, also had to decide for the first time in a long time, like what's next with my career. I'd always thought of my career being with that company and continuing to excel and try different departments. But I was really leery after all of this about going back to that industry period. Um, You know, so I had to ask myself, you know, do you want to go back to do that? Do you want to deal with potential instability, anxiety, you know, fear of maybe a, another layoff, should another pandemic or something like that, you know, occur, God forbid. So um, really had to be honest with myself. And just, I just kept going back to cybersecurity. I felt it, you know, in the back of my head. So I kind of was placating it a little bit, but pushing it back and, you know, trying to think of what are these other things I could do. Um, and then I thought, you know, these are the golden years of my career. I, you know, I, I hate to say like, I don't, I'm not that old, but you know, there's not too many years left, um, you know, in my professional career. So I want to really do, spend this, these last years like, doing what gives me joy. Um, I want to wake up in the morning with excitement each day, you know, really be able to use collaborate, um, collaboratively my skills. So, you know, people are, are my biggest, you know, I, I just love people. So I, I have to have people in my life, even if it's virtually, it's okay. Um, but really that needs to be a part of what's in my career. Uh, technology, have always been attracted to technology, just been fascinated with it and have led special projects. It's also been a part of my career um, in hospitality prior to. So, and then also, like I mentioned earlier, like being able to protect others, um, helping them, helping people that are helpless or companies um, that are in bad situations or have bad actors going after them. So again, all that really makes sense for cybersecurity. Um, and that's kind of how I landed myself, you know, um, into that direction. I mean, I can tell you a little bit more too about how, you know, what I did from there, but yeah, that's kind of how I got started. Excellent. Yeah. Great, great, uh, great share. And I, I guess, um, one thing I wanted to ask too is what, how did you go about choosing the, the training, um, regarding getting into the cyber and are you more so interested in uh, the technical role or, or um, kind of other roles outside of that in the field? Those are great questions too. So what I would say on that is um, 
kind of leading into what I had here next was really that I, I decided at that time, you know, I was going to commit to that career change, take the leap. And what I did immediately was I began researching. Um, that's always been a part of my life. I'm always been super curious. I always need to know why and not just why, but why, why, you know, and really understand things. So um, it's a part of my nature. So the first thing I did was like, I, I have to start researching. Let me figure out if that's the route you want to go. What can you find? You've just been laid off. We're in the middle of 2020. You know, everything is an unstable. Um, I didn't have money, you know, financially to, to do that and go to school. So um, I really tried to be savvy and just, just research, research. And I found the WIOA, and I almost want to look that up so I don't botch it up and when I tell you what it is. Okay, the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act. And um, it's back from like 2014, so it's been around for a while. But basically it's a law that allows um, where it invests in you being able to uh, find programs. Uh, you can do them locally. They can be, uh, you know, in person. And there's also potential to do online programs on there, which is what I elected to do during that time. And really a variety of things. You can do things from maybe going to get an AS in different areas, go get certificate training. You could do something as simple as getting an A plus, you know, at a, at a local tech program. Um, so really building it all the way out. So kind of where I am, I'm, I'm a little frugal. My dad always taught me, you know, try to find the deals and get it, you know, ha ha get the best things you can. So. I found a program that um, there was nothing cybersecurity related. So first off, you have to go with what's local in your local career center um, once you apply for this and um, are, you know, admitted to go into the next phases. So I wasn't able to just pick a school that I wanted to go to. I had to kind of sort through all of that. So I used their filters and I sorted. There was nothing cyber. So then I had security, um, IT, and I found a program that was done out of somewhere here in South Florida and I did it online. And it was really more of a boot camp style. It ran close to a year, you know, um, but it was a lot, you know, and I think I kind of overestimated, you know, my abilities to be able to take all that in and be able to get right to work after that, you know, and get my certs. And um, I knew it was going to be a tough route, but uh, it really was, you know, people say drinking water through a fire hose. It was, uh, it was a lot. So it had all types of classes in there from A plus, Net plus, Security plus, CCNA, Amazon Cloud, Microsoft Azure, um, CEH, CISSP, they topped it off with that, which was fun. So it was really a lot of information. Um, it was great because I was able to, I do have my A+, um, the Network Plus, I was almost there, and uh, Security and CYSA+, um, I'm doing that, or I believe that's called CISA, I'm saying that right, not instead of CISA, but the CISA Plus. Um, is actually a workforce program that I'm in now studying for that, which is a little bit more, it's going to be more focused. It's really like three full months just on that certification. Whereas this program I was doing last year was like probably two to three weeks um, for each course. And you tested and then we were done. Not tested for certification, just for the courses. And, you know, I was able to pass the courses themselves, but I was not at any point ready to just go out and take those certifications. So that's what I'm really focusing on this year is um, accomplishing those, you know, really selecting those ones that I felt were relevant and important. And since the cybersecurity is my focus, um, you know, that cybersecurity, uh, the CYSA, the uh, Security Plus, and then also uh, the networking is the one I want to um, also go back and get. So yeah, really honing in on those, but it was research. Um, I found that scholarship and uh, again, just kind of connected to the application process found out that it was done through my local career source, um, you know, made sure I was available to take those calls and go through that program. And 
um, it was great. So again, it was just a lot to take in at one time for somebody coming over from an industry that, um, you know, like I said, I had some tech experience and special projects and such, but not to, not to that capacity. So yeah, I would just say, you know, be careful if it is something that you're looking for with the training, um, you know, just make sure you know what you're getting yourself into. Cause I, I was really hard on myself. Like I felt like I was disappointing myself, that I wasn't achieving what I was supposed to. And in the beginning I said, Hey, look, this is a way to be able to get all of this for, you know, no cost, but it's going to take your time and investment and don't expect too much of yourself, you know? So, um, that was the biggest thing, but yeah, research, research. It's, it's really how I found everything, how I found Michelle, even how we found each other, you know? So, um, yeah, that, that's the biggest part. And I think people get so lost in that piece. Um, and get stuck for a while, you know, and they're like, what do I do? Where do I go? Which is part of why we wanted to come up with Cybersecurity Central because um, a lot of people, I think, are in that stage and get stuck and don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, definitely. I, I, yeah. uh, I come across that a lot um, where it's, it's kind of like, hey, what do I do next? And, and kudos to you for diving deep into these things. These are not light topics that you've just listed, these courses of A-plus network security, uh, network plus security plus and then going jumping to cloud ccna cssp these are very deep concepts um that aren't <laughs> easy to digest so um that's great to hear and i wanted to touch on also um cyber security central and what inspired you to uh, co-found that and create that for for people in the space kind of going back to what you said about the um you know the resources and how to find the trainings and i knew that a lot of the people that I was running into that were in a similar situation and the fact that they were transitioning into cybersecurity or trying to break into cybersecurity or, or to this industry. Um, and they were having these same issues of, you know, maybe which is the best training? There's all these different companies. There's all of these different brands. There's all these different influencers. Um, whose advice do I take? You know, uh, you get discouraged. So there's a lot of those things along the way. But I felt at the time, um, that one of the biggest things was the resources and being able to find quality resources. Um, I don't come from the tech industry, so Discord and GitHub and, and these things were all new to me. Um, I'm also a very visual person, so when I see just a page with a thousand links on it and it's in black and white and there's no visuals and, you know, it just gives me the names of what the sites are, to me that's not very helpful. I really appreciate people take the time to do that and I understand for people that, you know, can absorbed that way, maybe it's a good way to do that. But I felt like there was so much information gathering that you would go to do information gathering like research and then you'd have to organize everything that you found. And there was no real central place that you could go to to just say, okay, here's some great trusted information. Here's some things to just get you started and kind of go from there. And you could know it was reliable and trustworthy and vet it out because somebody who was in your shoes had done that before um, and was offering, you know, things that they had. So that was my original concept for it. And I was like, how can I come up with this? You know, what's a good name? And maybe I'll make this website that's kind of like more of a visual side versus some of these um, other sites that I found. And um, I went and bought the website because I came up with it one night and I even researched and I think there's a couple of things that are very similar to it. But um, I said, you know, Cybersecurity Central, that's it. You know, it's the center place that you're looking for um, to find that information. Uh, but you know, I, I really, what I did was when I committed to the career change, I, I knew that was a problem. Um, I said that was something that I wanted to try to solve for. Um, but before, like I said, I met Michelle, that was the plan. 
Um, once I met Michelle, though, what we decided to do with, was go ahead and make this into a nonprofit. Um, she has a great background in education and psychology and customer service, which we both have, and um, just really uh, a, a lot of things that we play off of each other very well, and we can come up with these different ideas. So um, we thought of instead of just coming out with this resource page and having that be Cybersecurity Central, um, which is still coming this year, by this way, <clears throat> excuse me, by the way, um, so that is coming. Uh, but first address what we felt were some of the biggest problems that we both noted for ourselves and others coming into cyber and try to tackle some of those first, um, kind of more of like a big concept uh, type thing. So we felt with our weekly social media, we wanted to be strategic about that. And so some of those things were what we call this week in cybersecurity, kind of our hashtag for the Monday um, post that we put out. And that's, that's based on what events do you attend? You know, who do you get involved with? What, what are the events that are real events and versus the vendor events versus, you know, the ones that people are actually going to be at talking about real content um, that are in your networks and such. Um, so that was that was pretty overwhelming for me, I felt. And Michelle felt the same. You know, you, you sign up for a lot of this stuff. You get these emails that come out and you're bombarded daily. Events here and events there. And you've got a live stream and so many things to sort through let alone your own personal things or professional items that you have in there too. So uh, we felt that was a really useful one that we didn't see happening yet in cyber um, in that space. So it's also really important for you to get involved. Um, so we felt that's a good way to do that. And what we what we usually put on there is free. So they're not events that are charging or conferences, you know, that you'll have to pay an arm and a leg for. There might be a couple of things on there where maybe they're doing donations for an event or something like that that's training. But for the most part, it's all free. Um, and then the second thing was Wisdom Wednesday. So as I mentioned earlier, kind of, you know, we all struggle as we're going through things and maybe need some encouragement. We're looking for those that maybe um, that are respected in the industry, you know, and have um, have some, some words, you know, wisdom to, to give us. So that's where that was born. And Michelle does a great job with that. Um, she's an avid reader. She reads tons of books. Uh, so she's always finding um, tidbits of inspiration for us to use with that. Um, so that's a good one that we felt would uh, as well, you know, kind of helps with that journey. And then follow Friday. Uh, we know it's a link or it's a, typically a Twitter thing, but we decided to bring it on over to LinkedIn instead of just listing random lists of, you know, of, of people that you have there. Um, we decided that what we would do is just be a little different, target, you know, one amazing leader or influencer to follow that we felt would really add value for people in their cyber journey. Maybe even like kind of regardless of where you are in that journey. We know everybody's on a different path, but um, again, adding value is a big part of what we're looking to do with Cybersecurity Central and not just create more content that gets lost in the mix. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 definitely a, a great um, initiative. Uh, there's so much information out there. Uh, it's kind of segmented, so it really speaks to the name of just everything being centralized in one place that uh, someone can go to and and that that's that's very true and regarding you know being new uh, i sometimes forget because you know i've been in the industry for a while but um where do you go right it's usually you know finding content creators but it's just you know they'll just they'll just talk about their own things or they'll just be as it should be you know directed towards what they're they're saying whereas cyber uh security central is just an overall um, map of the entire uh, market of, of material that could help you get into the field, right? Whether it's content creators, whether it's free courses, whether it's coming together, it's, it's more of a, 
what did you say like vendor neutral um type of initiative so uh that's awesome that's great and yeah 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 definitely you know we want to also we thought about this we want to provide consistency you know that's a big thing i think a lot of people feel there's a lot of inconsistency you know in this industry you go from one place to the other you're looking for jobs and this is different from that and it's just um you know we felt that that way it would help us as well to establish our brand we want to build trust with our audience you know through these weekly posts and corny as that may sound you know he's like how do you build trust through that but just knowing you can count on us you know and that we we're not going to give you anything or promote anything that we don't believe in ourselves definitely firm believers in that and um again just want to add something that has value like so we have enough stuff you know over here using my air quotes <laughs> that we can all use and go through that you know really isn't very time worthy so you know there are plans for a lot more in the pipeline with Cybersecurity central um you know since we've launched launched this nonprofit, we're a big fan of trello and uh you should see our boards they're just amazing we have so many thoughts and just boards with um you know our initiatives that we have that are coming so there's really a lot of good stuff that we're excited about. Um, we constantly have to remind ourselves that we're doing pretty good for where we are. We just started this late last year. Um, you know, we just met each other, you know, last year as well. And, um, you know, it takes time. So my word for this year for 2022 for myself was patience, you know, so I think you know, everything comes in due time and, um, you know, really firmly believe in that. So that's what we wanted to just uh, set up first with it. I think that's really important. And then, um, you know, big stuff coming. <laughs> Excellent. Excited to hear. Um, look, definitely looking forward to it. And, you know, one, one question I had to um, also for our listeners with, with your opinion of what you've seen since you've been gathering information and really been you know, seeing all the resources that new applicants or aspiring uh, cybersecurity professionals can, can use. Um, what's some of the major issues that you see facing uh, people that want to get into cybersecurity? Okay, so some of the, yeah, definitely some of those issues I think that they face when trying to get in. One of the biggest issues I think for myself was just not validating your prior experience enough um, and feeling that you have to learn it all. And, and you'll hear you can't learn it all. So you know realistically, gosh, all the stuff that I'm researching, there's no way I'm gonna learn it all, but you constantly feel like you're catching up and, and I hear that from professionals in the industry. So that should let us know coming in just you know, take it one step at a time um, and be patient because I think a lot of us are just really, we're drilling, we're trying to get in, we're trying to push and we're doing all these things and, you know, faster and more doesn't always necessarily equate, um, you know, to being the best route. So I think it's something you just have to foster and um, build over time, you know, with your connections and networking. People say it all the time. You can go to all of these different webinars that they'll have from all the groups and they say networking, networking, networking. It's key um, to what we need to do. But I think that's probably one of the biggest issues is um, people not feeling that they have those abilities because they're not applying. I can tell you, I didn't apply to jobs. I know a lot of other people who didn't apply to jobs that they see. Um, <clears throat> maybe we don't meet half the requirements and you're told when you listen to a lot of the advice, just apply anyways. But it's a very hard concept to come into when it's not something that you're that's found in traditional industries like where I came from in recruiting and hospitality. Um, I mean, we went by the books, you know, it was compliance. That's just the way that we had to go. If you put required in the job description, we couldn't hire somebody unless they had every single one of those bullets under required. And it just doesn't work like that here. So I think a lot of the hiring processes, things like that, that just aren't traditional, I guess, as we could say, 
um, prevent a lot of the barriers right there. And then you add some of these things that I've heard, heard a lot of the leaders and spent time listening to CISOs and um, about uh, training and training resources and, you know, the budgets to train and, and do you have the manpower to cover that? And, and there's so many different reasons, I think, that, that come into play. But I think one of the biggest is just the confusion at the gate. You know, what can I apply to this? Am I am I good enough? I don't know. I think that we get this imposter syndrome and we all feel like we're not good enough um, for this industry when really we are. We have a lot to bring to the table. It's just it looks like a lot. And because it's new to us, I think a lot of people are timid and they're not applying for things that we probably would get hired for um, and maybe going about it the wrong way. You know, you don't want to shoot out the same resume to a thousand different jobs and, you know, Oh, I applied for a thousand jobs because you really aren't putting forth a, a true effort there. Um, so it's a huge variety of different reasons. I, I love listening to uh, podcasts and to webinars and attending all these sessions that talk about the um, you know potential problems in cybersecurity and people trying to break into cybersecurity. So I think there's a lot of them, but I think you know just having confidence in yourself is is a big thing um, to get over first. So I, I definitely can play a big part. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that. Um, it, it's a it's a bit of a well, it's a large undertaking getting into cyber, and I, I guess the more you go along, the more you realize what you don't know, um, and it's part of it's the nature of the game, and it's it's something that I, I believe um, people who are new should be able to get used to, <laughs> or, or try to get used to very quickly because it's it's how the industry is, right? Um, and I would speaking with people too, you know, they'll say, oh, like I looked at the job description and they want, um, 20 years of experience for entry level role. And part of me is like, you know, you don't have to fit every one of the checkboxes, right? Um, if you can speak well to one or two or three of them, then, you know, you have a, um, a good enough I guess a uh, case to, to just click apply, right? So that's definitely a barrier um, that new aspiring candidates are are facing now. And I guess to, to follow up on that, how, how can um, aspiring candidates and people looking to break into the field gain that confidence over time and and you know rid themselves at least to some degree of, of that imposter? syndrome or, or, or that, that feeling of being inadequate you know and i i i'd hate to steal this like because i'm from nike you know it sounds so corny just do it um i i think that my i was my biggest barrier um you know in in trying to just probably could have accelerated a lot a lot quicker but slowed myself down a lot and um you know was was constantly reevaluating and judging and you know a lot of things also you know when you deal with layoffs and a lot of these different factors that come in um i think all of that can come into play but really getting involved is the biggest thing so even if you're scared about networking and you're not really sure how networking works you know look for those people that either you want to be like or people that you look at and you're like man they're super inspiring or wow i wish i could know her or him or that's fascinating what they do you know, take time to read the profiles and, and look people up a little bit. Um, not like you're ostening them, you know, and, and trying to do all of that, but just within LinkedIn even, you know, check them out, see what they're doing, see what they're talking about, check out their company. Um, you know, start start making those connections. And when you reach out, 
you know, put a nice little note in there, not, hey, I'd love to learn from you. You look great. You know, find something personable. Maybe find a podcast that they were in and find something that they said in that podcast that really inspired you or that you related to. And mention that when you reach out to them. Um, and, you know, maybe there's something you can do to help them out. I know I fostered a relationship with one of my, what I call a mentor now. She's absolutely amazing and everybody knows her, you know, but she's awesome. And I, I really fostered that by reaching out to her. I could see she was getting started with some rebranding things. And um, I was doing some banners for people to help them out online, um, on LinkedIn for a little bit. So just helping people free of charge, you know, and uh, seeing if they wanted their kind of maybe was finding people that I felt could use a little bit of help and then offered my services. So kind of did the same thing with her and uh, she wasn't ready, but uh, after a month or so she came back and I've talked with her now for months and months. I've helped her with events and, um, you know, made other really close partnerships with leadership and in leadership and uh, influencers in the industry. And I'm blown away by my connection. So I think it's really about getting involved, find those people that you want to support, that look like what you want to, you know, represent at some point or that you value and that you align with and get with them, support them, find out what they're doing, promote them, you know, but make sure you've done your research first, because I think it's a big thing that a lot of us do is we find something, we think it's really cool, we post, we share, but did we really research it? Like, did we look that up, you know? So um, take the time to do that and it's gonna help you with your connections because those connections are where it's at. I mean, that networking and joining those groups and going to those webinars and to those monthly meetings, even if it's all virtual, all of that counts and that's what's going to be what helps you break into the industry. So, for sure. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, I, I definitely agree that uh, be, being more active and like you said, just, just getting in there um, helps out a lot. I feel like as as... People that are new, um, you know, at least from my experience as well, we feel like we have to know so much to get in. Whereas, you know, the infrastructure is there to learn about all this and, and reach out to people as well on LinkedIn and, and get more involved. Um, it's definitely the easiest it's ever been, in my opinion, to learn about things. I mean, I, I took a break from getting searched and I came back and I'm looking at all these free certifications that, that I you know, couldn't believe existed at the moment. Right. So, right. Yeah, the, yeah, agreed. I think my brother's in the same boat too. I mentioned that to him. He's like, yeah, man, I got to brush up my skills. He loves, uh, he's a big fan of uh, Black Hills Information Security. He turned me on to them and John Strand a while back. And, you know, and he's like, man, I've just got to, you know, I've got to get back with it. He had his head down for a while, you know, at work, really focusing in on that. And, um, you know, so he wants to get in a little bit more to the red team inside and start training a little bit more. And um, so, yeah. It's, it's cool. It's important. I think we all have to take little breaks, though, too. So, you know, I definitely took a break this past year on um, some of the studying and um, research and things like that. Not a full break, but uh, I, I focused a lot intentionally on networking. And I can tell you, like, I saw so much foster, like so much flourish through that, um, through fostering that. It, it really helped a lot. You just want to make sure that you're doing it um, and being genuine about it, not just doing it to do it or doing it because it looks cool or you know whatever reason you're trying to get your numbers up um if you're doing it intentionally and being genuine about it it'll help you feel better you'll feel more comfortable the more people you get to know um you know you have these great conversations and that alone helps you start to feel a little bit more maybe i'd say relevant <laughs> you know and in the industry and um you know like you're really starting to catch on you'll, you'll see that a little bit more start to happen through all of that so yeah i'd say foster that that networking the connections and get involved with the event and you'll see a big change in yourself um, the more you do that. 
Perfect, perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kimberly. Um, yeah, I guess we're, we're rounding out here. Uh, it's with time, but um, is there kind of one last thing you'd want to tell those interested in getting into cybersecurity of what they should be doing or um, things to look out for? You know, like I said, really, I had in here being, being strategic, you know, who you foster and develop your relationships with, because again, they're going to be the ones that help you um, get that next job. You know, it's an extremely small world in cybersecurity. And if there's one thing that I know for sure that I bet a million dollars on, it's that. Um, I'm finding so many of the connections that I've had know each other and they all know each other. Everybody is connected and it's a very small world in cyber. So be kind to everyone. I would probably be one of my biggest tips because you will be running into them again at some point. Um, yeah, so that would be my, my, my tip there. And I also have one special announcement, if you don't mind, for Cybersecurity Central too. Of course. Yeah, so we have uh, today, which is 2-22-22, what they're calling Tuesday, which is T-W-O-S-D-A-Y. Um, so it's a, supposed to be a special day for announcements and all. So we had a project that we're working on, which is called the Cyber Book Club. We will be launching that here this spring, probably over the next few weeks. You'll be hearing more about that. So just wanted to ask everybody to tune in, check that out. Um, follow us on LinkedIn if you're not following us already, um, as well as YouTube. We'll keep the announcements going there. And our first feature book is Cybersecurity Career Master Plan with the authors Jack Scott of Outpost Gray, Dr. Gerald Osier of Simply Cyber, Kim Nugent, and John Helmuth. Uh, it's going to be interactive and something new, uh, not your mom's book club. So we uh, definitely have a lot planned for that. So excited about that one. Excellent. Yeah, I'll definitely uh, leave a, a link uh, to everything in, in the show notes too. Um, yeah, definitely. That's something that uh, our listeners would be uh, looking forward to and uh, excited for that. Very excited for it. It's a great book. That's also another way. I mean, that book is filled with gems. Um, all four of them are leaders in the industry. So, yeah, as we talked about the last question, if you're looking for, you know, how to break in, the best things to do, that book is gold. So, yeah, it's good. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, I guess lastly, too, where, where can um, our listeners, my listeners, get a hold of you? Then probably the best way. I have a Twitter account, not on there a whole lot, but um, on, on LinkedIn, I'm Kimberly Can Fix It. So if you just do the slash Kimberly Can, C A N S I X I T, uh, Kimberly McKnight is my name. And then on Twitter, it's Hey Can Fix It because you're only allowed so many characters there. So. <laughs> But um, I'm pretty much on LinkedIn. I check in there usually every day, every other day. So that's usually the best way to get a hold of me. Um, and yeah, love to connect. So especially if you're interested in any of the things that we've talked about here today, definitely passionate about all of them. So thanks again. Perfect, perfect. I'll definitely link uh, again your socials in the, in the show notes as well for, for those to reach out to you. Awesome. So thank you so much for your time, Kimberly. Um, really do appreciate it and, and hope to talk soon again really appreciate the invite and i had a great time 